Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Beautiful crowd at 11 a.m. So excited you're here. It could be your first time with us in the room. It could be your first time with us if we're a part of our online family today. But if it is your first time, we want to tell you we're glad you're here. So Faith Family, would you let all our first-time guests know you love them? Come on, show some appreciation today. Come on, amen. Just make yourself at home. If you are joining us online today, drop a comment. Let us know where you're at today, where you're worshiping from. If it's your first time, click that new here link, next steps link, and get connected. But uh, again, I'm excited God sent you this way today and looking forward to jumping in the Word. So if you brought your Bible with you, grab it if you would and go to Luke chapter 10. Come on, Luke chapter 10. Anybody excited about the Word? Come on, amen. There you go. That was better. Amen. Luke chapter 10. Amen. Let's do it. We're going to hang out with Luke and a guy named John today's where we'll be in passage today. If you use the YouVersion Bible app, uh, a very cool Bible app you can take and just right there in the palm of your hand on your mobile device. Follow along with me today by going to more and then events and you'll be able to do that. But if not, you can follow on the screen on your Bible. But um, let's read it. If you have it, say, I have it. Come on. Amen. It says this in verse 38. Through 42. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. That he is Jesus. We talk about him a lot around here. Amen. He entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Remember that. She welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Come on, I... Martha's awesome. I like Martha. I'm gonna, I'm, you're going to hear that. I, I like her. And it says this in verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Ain't that cool? Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. I like this passage. We'll talk about it, but let's pray first. Would you join me? And uh, let's pray together. So, Father, we so today honored, so humble and thankful to be able to gather, Lord, in this place, Lord, together with our online family and open up your word together, God. And I just ask that you'll speak clearly to every heart. Let every life today, God, leave change, Lord, more in love with you and with a greater revelation of who you are. And may we respond according to what you speak in Jesus' name. Would you say it? Amen. Amen. Come on, summer's here. Anybody excited about some summer? Y'all more excited than 9 a.m. Amen. I like that. I like that. Uh, any students excited that summer is here? Come on. Amen. Any, any parents excited? Yeah, some thumbs down, man. 
Any teachers excited? Come on, this summer's here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have several teachers at 9 a.m. But uh, it's here, man. I love the summertime. I love seeing that, again, people are taking time to go be with family and spend time. And how many knows, man, family is so important. It's so valuable, and we love that. And so we know many are traveling this time of year. And if you're listening or watching today from the beach today, we're not jealous. We're not... Yeah, we are. We're mad at you. Uh, but uh, we hope you, have, again, are enjoying your time. And uh, again, but I love the summer. It's, it is an exciting time. And we're in a series right now this summer called Relationship Goals. And uh, this is, again, it's a series where we're digging into and looking at the important relationships in our life. They're so valuable, so needed. And um, we took a pause last week, and uh, we honored some very cool, great people last week. We honored our K-5 graduates in our 9 a.m., so if you were at 11 a.m., you missed that. But we honored our K-5 grads, and we honored our high school graduates as well. And so, uh, and then at 11 a.m., if you were here, man, beautiful, incredible service, we we had Pastor Bill took some of our students and they had a panel discussion about life and man about word and faith and so such a good time but today we're going to do this we're going to jump back into relationship goal series and as we jump in there I just want to say that this series just kind of has been a different type flow for even where I thought it would take now again I I, I, I had in my mind that we're going to jump right into dealing with those important relationships in our life. And, um, and I already had kind of a mindset of where I was headed. But how many of those guys' plan can be a little different? Come on, amen. We always need to be sensitive and open to that. So I kind of thought it would start a little bit different direction. And the Lord, like, he like put the brakes on. I mean, on me. It was like he pulled me back, I felt like. And the Holy Spirit was like, hold on, you need to deal with some things first. And so we've been doing that in this series. We've been dealing with us and uh, getting things in order with us. And I, if you've missed any of the messages, I, I encourage you, go listen to those messages because I believe they're foundational for where the Lord wants to take us. But he was like, he pulled me back because how many knows like this has to be right before this can work? Come on, if you're just listening right now on podcasts, I'm talking about the vertical and the horizontal. The vertical has to be right. Our, our relationship with the Father, that has to be right before the other relationships work in our life. Amen. And what happens a lot of times is that, man, we get into relationships with the horizontal. We get into relationships with people in our life. And because our relationship with the Father is not in order, we're wondering why things aren't happening the way they should. Amen. And we're wondering why things aren't working out the way they should. Because how many of those God is a God of order? Come on, He's big. On order. It's a big deal to him. And so today, as we're kind of like laying some more foundation, continue to work on us and get things in, I guess, in order in our house first, uh, I believe that's going to help us as we move into those things here real soon about what God wants to do in those important relationships in our life. But today, the message uh, title is just is simply this It's Jesus, you are welcome here. Whew. Come on, would you? Would you just say that to him? A lot of times I get you to talk to your neighbor, but I want you to talk to him for a moment. Would you just even take a moment, close your eyes, and just, just take a moment and just speak to him. Just say, Jesus, you're welcome here. Yeah. Jesus, you're welcome here. Yeah, Jesus, you're welcome here. I, I, I think that's just an important title, and uh, it's, it's so important that we see again that Jesus was actually welcomed 
into the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Now, look at it with me, if you would. Verse 38 says it this way. It actually says that Martha welcomed him into her house. That Martha was the one who did this. Now, I feel like it gets overlooked a lot of times. It gets missed that Martha was the one who was behind getting Jesus in the house. I, 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 we, we honor Mary a lot. Mary is, is, we'll talk about her in a little bit, but I, I think it's, it's something that can't be overlooked is that we see Martha is the one who welcomed him into their house. And, I, and it's a question that we have to do. Have you done this? Like, seriously, like, like before you, you know, in the other relationships that you have in your life, have you done this first? Like, have you made this a priority there in, in, this, in, in your life? Because what I see here is this, is Jesus actually felt at home in the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. It's, it's a pretty, pretty neat that we see this is an area where Jesus actually hung out often. It's, it's a place to where in the very like last week of his life, you find him back in this home again. So he was actually welcomed in this home. Now, I know that today is Pentecost Sunday. And like if you're wondering, like, why aren't we preaching Pentecost Sunday? We are preaching Pentecost Sunday. Amen. Every week, amen, Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit is, is, is one we can't live without. And we want to welcome him and invite him in. But, but some things can happen once you welcome him into your home. Because we, we see here that this is a place now that Jesus was welcomed in. And I love that because it's unfortunate today, but there are a lot of places that Jesus is no longer welcome. And a lot of places, his own house. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. In places where he was once worshipped, now he's not welcome in his own home. And how many knows this is God's house? Come on, this is our church, but this is God's house. And this is a place, again, where we want his presence to dwell. Now, this is a place where Jesus loved to hang out. Now, I think there's many reasons why Jesus loved to hang here. Now, one is this, is that he had a friend named Lazarus. Now, we know, man, they were tight. He actually cries at his funeral, and, and they were close. And, and again, Jesus was, I believe, a, a close friend to Lazarus. And it's like, that hit me, man. Like, if Jesus needs friendship... Come on, we need people in our life. Come on, amen. We need relationships in our life. And so be open to that. It's, it's a, a core value for our church, relationships. And so we're like continually, always, everything we can do to help build those relationships. And so we're trying to cultivate that environment, that culture where, again, relationship is flowing. So I, I think it's really cool is that Jesus loved to go hang out in this house. I believe it was because a buddy was there, like one of his friends one of his friends, man. And again, we need this friendship. And so Jesus, again, was comfortable there. He wasn't comfortable everywhere. Come on, how many knows that he wasn't comfortable everywhere, but he was comfortable in this house. And I, I believe this. I believe he was, he, was, he was welcomed in this place. And Martha is the one who welcomed him in. Martha was the one who welcomed him in. Now, now, this is important that we see here that a friendship with Lazarus, one of the reasons he showed, but I don't believe the only. Now, we see a couple of ladies also lived in his house. Now, one of those is the one who welcomed him in. Her name is Martha. Now, if you know the story and if you've ever studied them, how many know there can't be two more different people than Mary and Martha? Amen. It's like, man, have you, do you have some siblings? And you look at your siblings and you say, like, man, we couldn't be 
more different. Amen. If you're allowed to wonder, like, man, did we come from the same stock? Amen. Did we come from the same place? Because you see two different people. I'm talking about with two different, completely different characteristics, it seems like, from what we read here. Now, one, very natural-minded. Now, very, like, in her mindset, very serious and very aware about her surroundings around her. How many knows that's not a bad thing? Come on, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, again, that we have somebody who was concerned about those things. I believe she was very serious about the physical and about what was happening around here. But you also have someone in the same home who was very concerned about the spiritual. Like, man, like, where is she focusing on this? And I, I love this. I believe it was a coming of the two together that attracted Jesus. I believe that was one of the reasons he felt comfortable there. And I got to thinking about that. That's two more of our core values that we see here at work in this story. We see one who is one who is focused on serving. We see one who is focused on worship. And again, this is important. Now, it's why we do what we do around here. It's that we're intentional. Like in creating opportunities for you to do both. Like to be a part of both. Like we have two services. We have a 9 a.m., we have 11 a.m. And what's beautiful is this that we have actually people who do this. And if you don't, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Please know that. But we have people who show up before service ever starts at 9 a.m. And they're here when the service is over at 11 a.m. They're not on paid staff. They're, they're not getting anything for this, but they're recognizing, man, that it is important that they do this, that they do both. Some of y'all ain't doing both and y'all being quiet. It's okay. It's all right. It's, it's all right. It's okay. Didn't mean to make you, I ain't trying to make you feel bad. But we're creating opportunities for this. Now what can happen is this. We can look at those people sometimes who do that and we can say, man, that's like crazy because like, you're taking like four hours out of your day to do that. Now, here's the truth. How many knows that it's, 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 you know, sometimes it's easy to get a mindset and say, man, you're going to take four hours out of your weekend to go and, and do that? Like, it's some of the same ones who will work 40, 50, 60 hours a week doing stuff. And, and, and again, and, and don't, don't think twice about that. Like, it's, it's some of the same ones who will spend four hours on social media. Come on, somebody, help me right now. Don't leave me up here by myself on Pentecost Sunday. Come on, I need you, Holy Ghost. I need you to come. No, but just, you know what I'm talking about. They'll spend four hours on social media, four hours on Netflix, four hours on Hulu, and don't think twice about it. But you're crazy because you come in here and for four hours give your time to the one who got on the cross. Whoa, whoa, whoa. to the one who gave his life for us. Now, now I believe, again, there's opportunities for both, and we need to multitask in the kingdom. Amen. How many of those people multitask everywhere else in the kingdom? You have those people who say, well, I'm just a worshiper. That's just how I'm geared. That's what I do. And you have someone, I'm just serving, so I don't really get into all that worship stuff. So I don't do both. Both attract to Jesus. And multitasking in the kingdom is just as important as other multitasking. And I like, I've seen some people, man, they're on the road driving or supposed to be driving. And man, at the same time, they're on the phone texting, scrolling social and putting on makeup. <laughs> and you're wondering like, who's driving a car and why is South Carolina having so many wrecks? 
Come on. Amen. Because, again, we get so, again, so consumed by all these things. But Martha does this. Martha gets blasted. Like a lot. Like in this story, a lot of times, man, I've heard pastors kind of like give it to her, man, and like kind of run her down the road. But I believe, man, Jesus really loved Martha. Like I believe, again, she was, she was crucial to him being there. A matter of fact, she's the one who did it. She set it up. She welcomed Jesus into her home. Martha was a worker. She was serious about this. What I love about her is that she had a servant's heart. Oh, man. And so, again, please understand, Jesus is not getting on to her for being a servant. He's getting on to her for being distracted and worried and focused on other things when he's sitting in the room. And so, again, he, he, again I love this. Because, matter of fact, Jesus models servanthood better than anybody I have ever seen. He was the servant, and we are to follow his example. And so we see here, again, he was like, like, like again, not, I don't think blasting her for just serving, but blasting her for getting the things out of order in her life. Because we see something, it's pretty cool. She gets frustrated when she's the only one serving in the room. How many knows that? You ain't got to raise your hand. How many knows that that's easy to happen? Like, man, when you're serving and you're giving and you're doing and you're cleaning up after an event or you're becoming, you're jumping in, you're doing something, and you're looking around and nobody else. I love this. I love the relationship goals. Remember, I told you it would get interesting. It would get interesting during this series. But it's frustrating when others are jumping in. Now, I don't blame Martha, man. I would get frustrated too. But this leads me to believe something about Mary. It wasn't that Mary didn't serve. I believe, man, she had a servant's heart just as much as Martha did because it must have been out of the ordinary for her not to be serving. Mm, some I'm helping. Some, it must have been for them a situation where normally, man, Martha's in the mix. She's making the chicken. She's putting it in the, in the flour. She's dropping it in the oil. Oh, man, I'm feeling the glory right now. And I mean, and so everything's going well. And then she looks around and she's the only one doing this today. Now, this is important because this is, this, is, this is huge because Jesus was hanging out at this house. I don't believe just because Mary worshipped. I don't believe he hung out at that house just because Lazarus was his friend. I believe he hung out in that house because Martha served. I don't know about you. A clean house is a blessing. Good eating. Come on, is, is a blessing. Come on, it, 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 it clean. And I believe, man, I believe Martha could cook. I believe Martha could bring it. And I, I, I feel like, man, like she was serious about this. And I believe, man, she was fired because like she welcomed him. And this is the frustration that Jesus had. And this is what can happen to us. We welcome him into our life. And then we become distracted by other things. But Jesus, you're welcome here. You're welcome here. And he shows up and he's like, man, you invited me in. You asked me into your life. You prayed the prayer when the pastor opened up the altar. You started this, not me. And like, man, now you come in and now you're distracted. And this was his frustration, man. He got frustrated that she was distracted by other things. Now listen to the word. This is what this means. To be overoccupied too busy how many knows we can get too busy sometimes 
and miss and again. And, and it's, 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 it's amazing that we see here that Jesus is, doesn't have a problem at all of us doing things for him. Matter of fact, we should. And how many knows the church needs more Marthas in it today? Come on, we need that. We are this, you're valuable if that's your heart. We need that. But again, Jesus doesn't want you being so busy that you're doing all this work for him and you're not doing it with him. Because this is what Jesus wants. He wants us to do this with him. He wants us to live this life of servitude with him and for him and do it together with him. Now, again, service is not a bad thing. Matter of fact, it's a great thing. And he's not blasting her for that. He's blasting her because now you've done this. You've gotten distracted and worried. The Bible says troubled when I'm the one who can take away all your worry the one who can take away all your troubles and the one who is right here in the room and you're missing it. Now, this is what's wild. This tells me this is possible that in the place where Jesus is at, God in the flesh, where he is at, we can still be so distracted that we miss him. We can get so busy that we miss him. We have some of the greatest worship leaders and team and singer. I'm t- uh, I mean, incredible. But if you're a part of a team and, you, and your worship that you're doing becomes more about what it sounds like than the one that it sounds for, we're missing it. Amen. If you're back there serving on a dream team and we got some amazing teams, but if you're more concerned about that team than the one that it's for, We have to look at some things. So this is what we see here. We see a house that Jesus felt welcome in because he had friendship in that place. He had someone who was serve and work, and he he was all about that. But there was somebody else in the house that got his attention. There was somebody else in the room. We see that Mary was also there. Now look where we find Mary. Verse 39 again says this. Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. I believe Mary got it like, I mean like really got it. Like It clicked for her. Because, again, I believe, again, out of the ordinary for her not to be serving. That's why Martha was ticked. Amen. You know, but Jesus was in the room. There's an order. And there's a place. And there's, there's, there's again, we can't let these distractions, like, you, you welcomed me here. You invited me in. And now that I'm here, you're focusing on everything else but the one who you invited. I'm the guest of honor. I'm here again, and you're missing this. And this is what he says. Jesus says this to her. He says in verse 42, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. How many knows an investment with Jesus is time spent that can never be taken from you? Amen. It is, it, is, it is an investment that brings increase that you will never lose. Like, so he's saying this, like the times and the moments that you spend with him, like when you worship with him, when you pursue him, and when you go after him, listen, that is time that is well spent. It is time that no one can take from you. Nobody can remove that from you. Now, if you were here last week at 11 a.m., Papa Lou got up here, and I'm telling you, man, I believe the Holy Spirit was just all over him as he was speaking a word into this house last Sunday. Now, I went back and listened to it again because as he was saying it, I was down here at the front, and I was like, 
And it was like one of those. I was like, yeah. And like, he had no idea where, where the Holy Spirit was leading me for this Sunday. And he gets up here and he makes a statement about what summers look like and how summers can get things added to them. And again, not, not, nothing wrong with that. That's a cool thing that you, if you do it that way. But this, is, this was what he said. He got up and he said something about this house. He gave a word to us, and I believe from the Lord it was a confirmation of what Holy Spirit has put on my heart, and he's confirming it today. This is what he said about this house. He said that this will be a summer of worship. This will be a summer of worship. Mr. Sean, one of our kids' pastors, went up to Louis afterwards. He was like, you, man, it's wild. Our whole theme with our kids this summer when we go on our trip is all about Worship Jesus, worshiping the Lord. And I'm like, dude, that's incredible. Like, man, and that, that is so cool. And it was all about worship. And this is what he said. This, and I went back and listened. He said, worship will be the centerpiece of this house. And this is what's amazing to me about worship and what it can do. Mary understood the importance of it prioritized it above everything else in her life. And she made sure that she spent time before she did anything else, she got at his feet. She got at his feet before she went up and got up and done everything else because what can happen is this, you can get frustrated serving if you ain't been at his feet. It's helping somebody right now. Listen, you can get frustrated giving all the time and serving all the time, doing all the time if you haven't been at his feet. And we see something in the life of Mary here. Man, and it, I, I love this about her. If you would, go to the next book in, your, in the Bible. Go to the book of John with me and, and go to John chapter 12. And we see another story where Mary and Martha and Lazarus are showing up again. We see them in the story. By this time, man, Jesus has done a miracle in the life of Lazarus, brought, brought life back into what was dead. They reference it here, but it says in verse 1, it says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. Now think about it. Jesus talking to her, and he wasn't, again, stopping her from service. She's flowing in her giftings. But it's a different place now for her. I believe it's a different mindset for her at this point. And again, we don't see any question, him, Jesus questioning her about this. But Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary, oh man, I love her. Mary, she took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, I mean, how many knows Jesus would offend you when you're a worshiper? 
come on. He'll fight your battle. He, he'll defend you. And so Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not always have. Oh, man, do you understand this about Mary? Like Jesus had already been like setting this thing up, telling them that like, you know, like I'm going to give my life. I'm going to die on the cross. And all the disciples were like, duh. I mean, seriously. I mean, like after he even gives his life, they're hiding and saying like, man, the one we were following is now dead. And they're like, everything's. But Mary had a revelation of Jesus that the others missed. Mary already had in her heart and a purpose and seen. Listen, this Jesus is here for a greater purpose. He's here for more to just follow around and teach us. He's more, and he's here for more than that. And it says here that, man, she was in, in doing this for the day of his burial. Jesus is getting ready to give his life. He's getting ready to die on a cross. He's getting ready to lay everything down. And this is what happens, man. When, when This is what happens when worship takes place. Everything shifted in the whole entire room because of one person's willingness to worship. Everything shifted in the whole house. I don't know what the fragrance was before. I don't know if it was fried chicken or I don't know what was on the, on the schedule for that day. I don't know what was on the menu. And I don't know if they were sitting around and talking about, man, this is good. Eat. This is good stuff. But we know what shifted when worship happened. The Bible says, man, that now we see this, that there was an aroma now that filled the room. And it's amazing. I believe there were people like Ashley, like who were walking down the street. And like because worship was happening inside, it opened up their nostrils and they recognized and it brought attention to them that something's going on inside that house. And the Holy Spirit spoke this to my heart. When we go after God and he is the centerpiece of worship in this house, they're going to drive down the road and they're going to say there's a fragrance on that house there's something happening in that place and be drawn in and be brought into his presence because to worship the whole time it was never about mary your worship's never about you our worship is about him and because she took that and she poured that on him he became the centerpiece and it's what worship does and scholars would say this. Scholars say that, man, even as he hung on the cross because of what was poured out, because of the value and the amount, a pound of this stuff was released over him and poured over him, they'll say that even as he hung on the cross, there was still an aroma being released off of him. Why? Because he had a good service on Pentecost Sunday? No. Because they had grace. No. Because worship had been released. Worship had been poured out on the feet of Jesus. And I love it, man. I love that it says that we see here that she pours out all of it. She just gives everything. And like so many times, worship for us is like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to give a little bit. But it's not until we give all. And this is what's amazing to me about worship here. The religious looked at her worship and thought she was crazy. That's what religion will do. 
And this becomes a checklist for us today. When worship is happening in this place, you can look at your life and say, man, am I in a relationship or am I in a religion? And I know this is heavy, but this has to be right first, guys, before we go there. And if we're looking at what happens in this room, and if we look when worship is taking place, and we're seeing it now as crazy, and why are they doing all that? Why are they giving all that? Why are they living their life? Why are they surrendering that? Listen, what may be going on today is you're looking at this through the lens of religion instead of the lens of relationship. Because Judas was in a religion. He wasn't in a relationship with Jesus. And that was crazy to him. But not to a worshiper. Not to Mary. It made sense to her because she's like, man, he's worthy of all of this. He's deserving of everything that I have. And this is what we need to see about this story. Is like This story is not Mary versus Martha. That's not the story. It's not about whether I worship or whether I serve. It's not Mary versus Martha. It's Mary before Martha. It's like there's an order that comes in our life that she comes for worship happens before anything else. And then what we see here is this battle that's still happening today. Today, are we doing this? Are we distracted? Are we devoted? Man, y'all singing that earlier today, bro, about, man, that I'm going to live my life poured out, devoted to him. Man, a lot of times, listen, I'm just going to be honest. Again, it ain't like bad things all the time. Mary, Martha was serving Jesus, but she was distracted. And I think a lot of times we welcome him in, and we invite him in, and then we just get so distracted by other things in our life. We get distracted by so many other things that happen, and we miss the very one who was in the room with us. Man, this is not again about Mary versus Martha. This is the day, listen, are you devoted? Or right now, are you distracted? It can happen while he's in the room. I want our worship team to come. As they come, I want you to stand with me, please. And I just feel in my heart today, Holy Spirit is driving in hearts right now. Just a desire to worship him. You guys were singing just in worship earlier. Just, oh, man, it was just so beautiful. The worship team was just pulling back from their mics, and it was like a mass choir. <clears throat> One voice just being sung in this room. That's worship to Jesus. Again, it doesn't make sense to others. It doesn't make sense to those who are in a relationship. But it makes sense to Jesus. It makes sense to him, and he's worthy of everything that we have. And this is what I love. I think it's cool that, man, in this story, we see something so neat. You see someone when they have a life, again, of worship and service to him. It's a place, it's an environment where he feels welcome and where he wants to be. And it also does this. It gives you a right and puts you in a position to ask for the miracles from him. Because Mary and Martha was like, man, my, my, our brother is dead. And Jesus responds. Why? I believe again because we see the beauty of these things together. But what I love about Mary, and it's what I believe God's calling us into right now, 
our greatest priority should always be his presence. Our greatest pursuit should be at his feet, should be with him. As a worship team ministers this song, I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and raise your hand. and Not, not today. I didn't have three points. I didn't have a point, bro. I guess I hope, I hope there's a point to this message, yeah. But this has to be right. And I believe there's some good Martha people who love Jesus. And I believe who have welcomed him in to their life. But we're distracted. Again, it's not always bad things. I'm telling you, ministry can distract you. Yeah, ministry can distract you. Family, great thing, can distract you. Work, great thing, needed, can be a distraction. There's so many in this world. But what I believe today Jesus is doing is this. He's calling us to his feet. He's calling us into a place of worship. And today, listen, if you want him, you want worship to be the centerpiece. Again, that's that word that's been spoken over this house. If you want worship to be the centerpiece today of your life, I want to invite you to do something. I invite you to come out, come down today. Just step out from where you're at. And I want to invite you, if you're physically able to do so, to just get with God right now in this moment. Just come bow at his feet, kneel at his feet. Just spend time with him in worship. And I don't want you to worry about anybody else in the room because I like that about Mary. She didn't care who was at that table. She didn't care that she was going against things that were culturally uh, wrong for a woman to do what she did. She didn't let any of those things distract her because Jesus was there. So today we're not asking Jesus to show up. We're asking, again, we, we believe that he's here. We're just asking us today to give him what he's worthy of. That's all our worship. We're asking today that we give him what he deserves. That's all honor, all glory. And one of the things that was spoken in this house, that as worship is happening in this room, miracles would unfold. It's been declared over this house that as worship is taking place, that we'll see lives transformed by the Spirit of God. So listen today, if you need prayer, listen, we have prayer team. They'll pray with you. Grab them. You can step back to connect. But right now you're saying, I want to worship the Father. I want to come before the, at the feet of Jesus. I want to lay every distraction aside. And I want to worship Jesus. Don't worry about, again, anyone else, what they think about it. Just you and Jesus. And I believe this. Again, this is what the Holy Spirit will do. As you get at his feet, it's going to drive your heart to serve. It's going to strengthen you to serve greater, to do more for him. But there's never a substitute. Listen, there's never a substitute for time spent at the feet of Jesus. There's never a substitute for time spent at the feet of Jesus. Service is not a substitute. It's what comes as a result. So, Father, we bow at your feet. Jesus, we come to you today. We lay aside the distractions right now. Yeah. We lay aside, and I believe, God, as we come to you, Lord, you're going to set free today. Lord, you're going to heal today. You're going to deliver today. You're going to just bring, Lord, a greater understanding and revelation of you. Yeah. It's just going to be a greater revelation of you, Jesus. Because, Jesus, you're welcome here. Jesus, you're welcome. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. 
If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.